Hello, my name is Jordan Lewis. Welcome to the Re-Evolve Media Revolution podcast, where we interview Canadian underground hip-hop artists and learn about the many different hustles of our fellow dream chasers. This episode features a returning guest, White Boy Scummy. It's a very common trend that for artists, we invest more into our projects than we often see in return. This is just usually the nature of being an up-and-coming anything. For hip-hop artists, you need to pay for beats, studio time to record, audio engineering, graphic design. On top of that, you need to invest time into writing and recording, piecing things together how they should be. And we know these streaming companies literally pay pennies. It's a tough gig. For that reason, many of us have other side hustles that we use to fund our main passion. The lucky ones do something that they also enjoy or are passionate about. The even luckier ones do something related to their main passion. Either way, they're grinding away at something that isn't necessarily their art for the purpose of being able to create that art. I have no idea why this is such a huge barrier to entry, but it does definitely weed out the weak and force you to diversify your skill set. But that's just me silver lining a dark cloud. Chasing the music dream is an admirable goal because of how ambitious it is. I personally believe that when you ask for something so ambitious, the universe puts you out on a path that places obstacles in your way and makes you worthy of that path. It sets you up to be the person that can hold the status that you so wish to claim. But a good point to be made is that failure does exist. You can perform flawlessly and still not achieve the desired outcome. You can prepare as much as possible and things cannot go the way that you hoped they would go. But it leaves you with a unique opportunity. There is truth to be found in the idea that failure can be the best outcome. I guess we'll see. Here's White Boy Scummy. What is up, everybody? I've got White Boy Scummy here. The one and only. The one and only. How you guys living? <laughs> Why you can whisper it like that? You're freaking me out, bro. We just had this, this conversation. This is my regular fucking headphones. voice, bro. It's just because you're wearing Yo, you're headphones. Like, bro, you were like, White Boy Scummy. White it's Boy Scummy. It's <laughs> White Boy Scummy, Alejandro. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's White Boys to cover your favorite White Boy. What's going on, Josh? Is it, or Josh, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan why are you Jordan? Jordan? That's all Crazy right. Crazy right now. And Yo, it's, it's nice to hear from you guys. Mike Wilson, bro, it's been a it's been a while, man. It has been a, a hot minute. I've been busy at work. Busy at work. Yeah, you got back into your uh, tree business there. Yes, sir, Ski, man. The season, the season is nigh. Money was to be made, and I was there to pick it up. You and were then drop it really quickly. Yeah, let's let's talk about that real quick and get it out of the way because I'm curious because we, we we talked about it in our first recording your business that you own and operate and that you work through. Uh, yeah, was, I could give a little I could give a little context for those who don't know. So uh, yeah, go for it. Obviously, like hip hop and rapping and writing and performing, even especially it's like my passion or whatever. But uh, it's an expensive ball game, especially to like present something of a industry quality. And uh, right now, when I'm not making anything at all off music, <laughs> I, you know, I needed a bag to uh, to really invest. So, uh, you know, it's a long story how it all came to fruition. But uh, I kind of just lucked out and uh, built myself an audience doing tree work in Perry Sound, uh, which is probably three hours north of the city, aka the boonies. And um, yeah, so I'm an arborist. You know, I'm the guy who climbs the trees with the chainsaw, and uh, you know, over the course of many years, just doing work up in the area, people started to know who I was. So uh, yeah, that's what we started doing. I opened a business last year. 
my uh, stepbrother helped me get the company going. Bless his soul for that. We had a super successful first season. Uh, the, this last season just started April 26th, I want to say, late April, something like that. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like, it's an end to a means for me. You know what I mean? Like, of course, it's like, I do enjoy the work. Don't get me wrong. I'm a country boy. I don't mind hard labor. It keeps me in shape. You know, it's a pretty beautiful when you're 80 feet up a white pine tree and you get to see the, you know, your lakeside and you're looking over the whole island and stuff. Like, that's pretty cool. But uh, like, at the end of the day, it was always just an end to a means for me because the money was fucking good, man. We were just making bread. But, uh, you know, it was all just to fund this this this, this dream I had since I was like a little yeah. kid, man. You know what I mean? It's pay it forward and inspire and share share my talents with people. You know, for sure. Do you think that even though you knew it was meant to just fund your music and stuff, that you could have seen it as like a permanent side hustle? Oh, for sure. And I was hoping to get it to a point where I could either just like give it to a family member and sort of make the passive income. Uh, or like, I see what you're saying. Basically, yeah. basically from the start, like of course, it's like. I started out of the back of my Ford Ranger with my stepbrother. So I was still going to work climbing trees and then after work, like going around and pricing jobs and da 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 da. But like the whole long term goal was to sort of distance myself from the company to like, okay, now I'm going to hire a climber and just do the pricing and manage it from afar. And then after that, I can, uh, you know, once uh, ho- hopefully expand the business and start branding into more of Northern Ontario and, and building it into something that's worth value to that I can eventually sell to somebody else or put somebody else in charge of and still make passive income off, right? So that was always the long-term goal was to find ways to sort of distance myself from it. Well, but it's like you said, like, you know, a permanent side hustle for sure, because I'd be an idiot to throw that away, right? Like, but <laughs> yeah. I've invested so much time and money into, into uh, building it to where it is today, right? So, you know, and a lot of it was luck. Honestly, just like, For sure. you know, to me, it was just like showing up and going to work and making money how I could. But like, you know, I was uh, simultaneously without even realizing the ability of reputation. So I'd be a fool to just throw that away. Right. Absolutely, man. And then so uh, some something shitty happened real recently. I met with an unfortunate fucking accident. It, it doesn't like just work that way. Uh, so this was maybe two weeks ago. I had a. Uh, Pretty unfortunate accident at work. Uh, you know, again, the money's good, but there's a fucking good reason for that. And it's because, like, if you Google most dangerous tree in the world, it's like forestry and arboriculture. So it's like, you yeah. know, when you're, you're climbing a tree and, like, I mean, no matter how easy or difficult the task may be to a professional, like, you're rolling the dice every single time you do it. So uh, anyways, yeah, two weeks ago, I, I had my first really big mistake uh damn near tore my leg off <laughs> in a tree it's it's kind of a lot to explain but i mean long story short like i had a pretty life-threatening work accident and uh you know fortunately it has me on my ass and on crutches and whatever just stuck home but uh these things happen all you can do is uh try to learn from it what you can and uh move forward let the cards fall where they may uh, it's been it's been a lot to figure out though like not only just like from uh from a sort of what's the word like philosophical standpoint of like oh, is this like a sign? Is somebody trying to tell me something? But even just like, you know, how to use my time right now. Like, you know, I've invested so much in this business. I'm still trying to save it, trying to make it work. Uh, So it's just been a lot, a lot to deal with, right? Like I have employees that are now out of a job too. And uh, I got to deal with the accountant and da-da-da-da-da, right? Like it's just uh, been definitely a very... Something I'll remember for the rest of my life. Like, it's a learning experience, man. You know what I mean? For sure, man. I, I feel like we're not doing the incident itself justice because this was like a big deal. You said you, I think you called it a, a poor judgment call on your part. That's and pretty well what it came down to, right? I don't know if you don't mind painting it out because I, I've got a little bit of time here. 
I mean, I got as much time as you can give me. So, like, I could definitely. I, if I could you're definitely willing take, to, bro, because if it's no, too, of course, of course, of course, of course, no, I fresh wounds, you know. Well, if you had asked me a week ago, I might have said that, but no, it's cool. It's cool. Like, uh, let's do it. So it you you kind of got to bear with me here. It's a lot to explain to for someone who doesn't. Anyway, so we're doing this big job. It was it was a big job, man. It was going to be like a four grand in a day kind of thing. Like that was the quote. There was six trees. We were doing the last one. Everything was going fantastic. We were ahead of schedule. Da, 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 da. So there was a big ass maple tree. Uh, it was in sort of the corner of. There was like an open dirt lot, but surrounded by trees and stuff. And the maple tree that I was uh, working on was at sort of, I guess, the left bottom corner, if you were like looking at it from a bird's eye view. Uh, so this, this tree is maybe 30 inches diameter at the trunk. And it sort of the whole thing sort of grows on like a 45 degree angle towards the center of this, this open lot. Uh, maybe 25 feet up the tree, it splits into two major like branches. Like the tree grows up as one giant ass trunk and it splits into two different stems sort of that are like, you know, 45 feet a piece, right? Like probably 1200 pounds of maple side. One goes like way out this way. The other one goes way out that way. So, uh, but where the tree splits there, right? Where it turns into two stems, there was a big ass hole in the tree, excuse me. And like the trunk of the tree. So like when I was up there to make my cuts, there wasn't really anywhere for me to put one of my two feet. So I kind of had to have a foot in the hole at all times. Yeah. Uh, so I get up there, I have a rope placed in either side of the tree. Um, you have to bear with me, man. It's just, it's just freaky shit, dude. Uh, no worries, dude. So I got like a rope in either side of the tree. Uh, I dropped the first half. Everything goes fine. Right where it's supposed to is perfect. I go to do the second half. Now this other half of the tree was growing right towards a hemlock tree, which if people don't know what a hemlock tree is, it basically looks like a, like a spruce tree, like your average Christmas tree, but like a hundred feet tall, like huge tree. Uh, now there was space between the end of the branch and that other tree, but clearly not enough. So when we went to pull the branch over, like I'm standing up there, I make my cut by one foot to the hole. Um, it's sort of, it's sort of, it doesn't hit the other tree, but the branches at the end of the stem I was cutting sort of brushed through and got hung up in the stems of this other hemlock tree. So the whole branch kind of stopped. And this is like 1200 pounds again, right? So now that it's cut and not being held up, like gravity's taking it to the ground. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, thank God that it didn't, uh, there's a name for that in the arbor arbor culture world. It's called a barber's chair because you know how when the the barber is there and he's got the razor on your throat doing giving you a shave like one wrong move and it slices your throat right. So that's yeah. where the expression comes from. And it was like just just barely not that because what the barber chair is being in like the arborist world is when the branch goes into another tree and then that tree pushes it back and pushes it into the climber and then. You know, they get ripped out of their harness by 1,200 pounds of maple tree and end up as a mess on the ground. But uh, thank God that didn't happen to me. It was damn close, but it sort of uh, rolled off of the side of the trunk where I was cutting it as opposed to moving back into me. I grabbed one of my ropes on the way down and sort of drug, dragged me in front of the, like, flipped me over the tree and dragged and as it, like, came down the front of the trunk of the tree. And uh, my foot got, like, so hyper-wedged in this hole that when I flipped over the front of the tree, which is like, as scary as that sound, like I had a rope around uh, one of the two stems. So like, I would have been fine. You know what I mean? It would have fucked me up, but it would have been okay. But my foot got stuck in this hole so bad that when I flipped, my leg didn't turn or rotate or do anything. It just got mm. like this hyper wedged in there. My, my foot was like directly backwards. My knee was like bent all kinds of disgusting. Uh, you know, my quad got flipped and wrote and like stretched like crazy. And, 
uh, yeah, man, it was, it was heavy shit. And I was like stuck in this tree 25 feet off the ground with my leg like backwards and mangled uh, in this fucking tree. And my foot was just so stuck in this hole that I couldn't move. And I was like, you know, obviously panicked at the time. I didn't even like, of course I knew what had happened, but like, it was all just like shock for me instantly. You know what I mean? Like I, I felt the pain, but I didn't really feel what direction things were facing. If yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You didn't so know was, the severity of it. Well, and this was just it. Like, and, and when it first happened, it was just kind of like, obviously everyone on the ground is panicking. Like I had extra hands for that day. Like, yeah. Um, so, you know, after the first minute or so of me just like struggling to get myself out of the street, I sort of looked down and realized that everyone was sort of running around like chickens. Right. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> it, it, it sounds crazy, but thank God for shock, man, because like I was able to just like take a breath, get cool, calm and collected, cool as a fucking cucumber in the street and just start giving orders. Like you call 911, uh, you somebody go find a ladder. Like you going to get on the tractor and move this branch out of the way. And then, um, my stepbrother, who was working again with me this year, like, God bless his soul, man. He uh, st- literally stole a ladder from some neighboring cottage, ran back with it, uh, put it up against the tree, started, like, giving orders to Tom, people to spot the ladder. He climbed up there, and he had a little conversation with me. We talked about what he needed to do. I had him take my spurs off, and this guy, like, grabbed my foot and, like, twisted my leg even further and, like, communicated with me and told me to lift up. He said, I got to lift up. So I like, grabbed the two tops of the tree. With all my might, with all my gear on, I'm like, ah, fucking Tarzan, mm. and then pull myself up, and he's like twisted my foot, and then he got it out. And uh, sorry, just a sec, I'm doing yeah, my yeah. interview thing. Uh, sorry, somebody's knocking on the door. That's all good, um, bro. Anyways, so uh, yeah, man, he finally got my foot under this fucking tree, and um, you know, I told I told my stepbrother the same thing. Like, you know, as much as I was in pain and everything, and shock and all that, like. That the moment of when I finally knew that my foot was out and I was like, okay, was like ecstasy, bro. Like, I don't think I'll ever, ever forget what that feeling was like. It was like, oh, really? I'll, I'll be okay. You know what I mean? And that's what I was just like, okay, I can relax now. And it hurt. And, you know, I had to lower myself down because I had my rope around a one trunk in the yeah. tree and hold my leg, but it was okay at that point. And it probably uh, all went down under like five minutes, though, right? Man, uh, the, I mean, when the, the branch fell happened within like five seconds. Yeah, and then I was in, in the tree. I was in the tree for like twenty five minutes, dude. Twenty five. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Yeah, man. I was All up right. there for a while we before we were able that, to yeah. coordinate and figure that out. Yeah, it was uh, That's heavy, man. Crazy, man. And so, what were you using to to do the cutting? Chainsaw, big one. Big chainsaw, and that just went flying in the air. Uh, no. Well, I have like a, a lanyard. It's called. It's like this little bungee cord that attaches oh, from the saw to my belt. Yeah. So the saw was like just hanging and my dad actually, that's crazy. I, man, that's honestly like the hardest part about it is that he was even there to help. I didn't even mean to say that. It just kind of slipped out. But anyway, yeah, he, he yeah. like jumped in this, the client's tractor, like in the bucket and like had him lift him up and then he grabbed the saw from me. It was like, yeah, man, it was a whole team effort. Yeah. It was wild, dude. It was a coordinated assault. But, uh, you yeah. know, like, like I said, as, as scary and crazy as it all sounds like, I don't know. It's it's easier to talk about it now that I'm finished the story, but you know, it's uh all, all you can do is take it as a learning experience and just be grateful that I'm still here to learn from it. You know what I mean? Because it's it's like I said, it's the most dangerous tree in the world. Like when thousands of pounds of wood start flying around, there's nothing you can do to stop it. And uh a lot a lot of people just don't get the the, the chance to, you know, think about it and, you know, recover from it like I did. So it's really the only way I can look at it is just to be grateful and 
you know, let the cards fall where they may, if I can save my business, if it's going to affect me this way, affect me that way, recovery times, money, whatever. Like I'm here, I'm here to go through all that. And that's, you know, that's, that's more than most get. So, you know what I mean? Do you think that this experience kind of uh, just reinforced that mindset or that it's like you're newly found because of that experience? Newly found for sure, but oh, yeah? like, I, though this is the thing, like, of course, I've like got beat up or like been fights and like stupid little shit, whatever. But this is by far the most I've been fucked up in my life. Like, absolutely, absolutely bro. So it's like, it's like I said, it's just the, uh, when I really think about the whole situation and what had happened and what could have happened very, very easily, it's like, I don't know, man. It's hard not to look at it. It's like a sign or an omen or something, man. Like people just don't get that fucking lucky. So oh, for sure, bro. And we we were talking about this through text before, but that it's kind of I don't know if the word would be ironic for this or coincidental that your one of your recent tracks was called "Luck Runs Out." Yeah, and no it, kidding. It's, yeah, isn't that wild? You did say that. I was like, damn, you kind of blew my mind right there. We're gonna take a break and listen to a track by White Boy Scummy. This one is called "Broken Wings." Enjoy. It's a love letter signed and sealed, white boy scummy, do not return to send. Yeah, ha, how can Rihanna my own? I know that you heard it before. I promise that this is the last time. Now it's my time to go. You told me your wings was broken, you always wanted to fly. But you wouldn't let me lift you up. I'm starting to think that you lied. How can Rihanna my own? I know that you heard it before. I promise that this is the last time. Now it's my time to go. You told me your wings was broken, you always wanted to fly. But you wouldn't let me lift you up. I'm starting to think that you lied. Sometimes I look in your eye, looking more crooked than mine So why should I think that you wouldn't be lying? At times I couldn't decide, never mind, I just keep it inside She always got put in a rhyme, hauling a hook in the line Keep giving me bullets to fire, bitch it was bad for my health I'd be mad at myself, too proud to be asking for help Had my priorities fucked up, my music I sat on the shelf Whoa, I think it's your son and I miss the most Just learning to walk on his tippy toes That responsibility helped me give up dope Show me there's always time to live and grow Don't know which one I spent more wrong Time or money, looking back, I find it funny 40k since I blocked your number Worked hard through the coldest winter Stacked up and I bought the summer Next to the neck with the diamond clusters Everything we could've got each other Y'all know my own, I know that you heard it before I promise that this is the last time Now it's my time to go You told me your wings was broken You always wanted to fly But you wouldn't let me lift you up So I'm the thing that you lied Y'all know my own, I know that you heard it before this is the last time, now it's my time to go You told me your wings was broken, you always wanted to fly But you wouldn't let me lift you up, so I'm the thing that you lie oh, I wasn't innocent either, my thoughts and my heart isn't pure The yemen a heart of spite, I recognize it's immature Somehow I always made you smile, when I was swiping my credit card You was happy with that, you just want all the cars, forget what I did it for I deserve me a centerfold, they could pretend no more that I ain't a damn ten Ain't no money I can't spend I'm just gon' bow with a mad dick Bad honey with the tan skin Got thick thighs but the pants thin No Wi-Fi at my man's crib But my money long, check the bandwidth But I told you I'd come on tonight Even if I was drunk when I drive Got home with the sun as it rise Kiss you but you weren't the one on my mind Woke up, said I'm done with the lies Both of us is exhausting the tide You told me you wanted to fly but you can't though You was one of a kind I know that you heard it before I promise that this is the last time Now it's my time to go You told me your wings was broken you I always wanted to fly, but you wouldn't let me lift you up. So I'm the thing that you lie. Carry on on my own. I know that you heard it before. I 
my time to go You told me your wings was broken, you always wanted to fly But you wouldn't let me lift you up, so I'm the thing that you lie I'm one of those firm believers that somehow when an artist is writing something Lyrics, content, whatever They're somehow tapping into this like realm of existence into like the future or the past that we don't have like conscious access to. So like for maybe- sure, man. It's called manifest destiny. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I don't be rapping about gangster and guns and drugs and shit that I'm not about. Like after these other rappers do just to ride a trend. It's like, man, you're manifesting that you're putting that energy into the universe and it will be uh reciprocated. You know Absolutely, what I mean? Absolutely, dude. That's why you still see hood tactics in like rich or like well-off people. Well, you know what? It's not even just in a, free, in a in a song, man. It's like everything you say. It's what you say to your the parents. You live by, you yeah. say to your friends. It's what you say to yourself when you're alone. Like all of it. It's it's just if you if that's the energy, you don't even necessarily have to say it. If that's the mindset, that's the paradigm you will shift into. Absolutely, you know? bro. So and, and it's funny because it's like you said, like luck runs out, and like the fact that I wrote that song, maybe two months before this happened, like things were going good for me, man. Like it was wild. We were making money. I had a sick pad. I had a wicked truck, like all of that. Like, yeah, I could give my brothers money and like give them a job when they needed it. Yeah. But, and you, you were know, funding your music as well. Exactly. And then, and then sort of shit like this happens and it's like, you know, it seemed like I was doing everything right, but then this happened and it's like, okay, well clearly I wasn't because this was like, damn close to making none of the hard work worth it at all. You know what I mean? You can't enjoy the fruits of your labor if you're fucking dead. For sure. So, so I, I get the let, let the chips fall where they may though, but uh, do you think that uh, your mindset shift has, or this has kind of like pushed you in a direction towards something or away from something specifically? Have you, you figured that out yet? I, I'm absolutely positive that it is pushing me in a direction. I'm just not at the a point in this chapter of my life where I've really exactly figured out where. Figured like, out. Yeah, okay, fair. Of course, the first thought is like, it's a music, right? Like maybe the the shit that I've been doing is what I should have been focusing on the whole time, as opposed to, you know, doing A to fund B, I should just figure out how to make A fund itself. And that seems like Yo. the most obvious answer, but it's like, man, I don't know. I just still have a lot of thinking to do because like on the, on the other side of the coin, I have invested a lot of time, money and hard ass work to like build this business up to where it is too. And like, I don't know, it's just uh, deep down, I'm not ready to give up on that either. So but that, that might even just be my pride speaking. So it's like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's just no, that it's too early for me to follow it. Like this literally happened like, I don't know, nine, ten days ago. Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah, still, it's still pretty fresh. fresh. You know what I mean? It's still pretty fresh. Do you ever feel or did you ever feel like over the course of the last couple of years that you should have been putting more passion and heart into your music uh, that you were donating into other factors of your life? Well, yes and no, because like even through the whole process, like let alone as an afterthought, like, you know, if you had asked me that two years ago while I was just starting the company, I would have said, well, like, I'm just making the best of what I have, like, of what I have and like using this resource as a means to continue to chase this dream. And like, you know, I firmly believe that. And I I still do. It was just a no brainer. It was just like, you know what I mean? Like, this is buckets of money. I'd I'd be a fool to walk away from all this. So it's like, you know, like, even as an afterthought, I still think, like, yes, it was. Um, it's not like a thing where, you know, I'm looking back thinking, damn, I should have been doing this instead of this. It's like, no, I was trying my best to do this with whatever I had. And I still am, you know what I mean? Maybe that wasn't the right way to go about it, but you know, was I consciously thinking like, damn, I should be doing this? No, because I 
that's how I was doing this. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? I, I do know. I, I does make sense to me. I think in, in a, in another way we can say it is like it, the chapter kind of opened really, really quick. And then it was almost like slammed shut really quick. Well, I don't even think it's, it's over yet. You know you what I mean? Think it's that's over yet? What, well, me I think that's, where do you think it's going to go? I, that's the thing. I couldn't tell you, man. I can't, yeah. I can't in the future. I'm writing the book. As you we speak, I'm writing a book. It's just like, yeah. I feel like I'm in this sort of purgatory phase of the whole thing where it's like, you uh, know. I see what you mean. You have to like play out the story to see what happens. Exactly. And I feel like it'll <laughs> all make sense in a couple months, maybe a couple years. But uh, I'll look back and know that I, I made, I, man, I always figure it out for better or for worse. Like, Yo, at, the the day, at the end of the day, the, the music is like, no matter what I'm doing, like if I'm climbing a tree, if I'm fucking you know, whatever I'm doing, whatever I end up doing is always going to be with the goal in mind of like, how am I going to take this music shit to the next level? So like, you know what I mean? Like the rest is yeah. just kind of details or whatever. And like, I don't know, you could look at that as an excuse to be like, oh, this guy talked a big game, but like, he seems like he spends more time cutting the tree down than doing music. But at the end of the day, <laughs> man, the end of the day, we're all just living our lives to the, the very best that we can. Like, I know my passions. I don't got to explain shit to you. And you know, this is how I'm affording to live plus do this. So you know, that's just the only way I know how to answer the question is with my truth and what I've been doing and how I've been doing it. So it's what Absolutely, it is, man. bro. You know what? The, I don't know if you're much of a gamer, but this reminds me of something that I think that video games taught me is that you'll always be like equipped for the task at hand. You know what I mean? You know, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. If I got to be entirely honest, I don't know if I agree. <laughs> <laughs> because like Same sometimes... Word. Sometimes you got to go into something and fail to find out that you weren't equipped or like to find out what you need to be equipped. You know what I mean? Unless I, unless you're talking like a broader perspective where like when you say equipped, it's like you're talking about having the right mindset and the right uh, mentality to accomplish a, a goal, a task at hand. Then, then yeah, sure. kind of. I see, I, I see exactly what you're saying because I 100% agree with you as well. But I mean more in like I'm thinking like purely from like a video game standpoint where you'll literally like – I'm thinking of, of back to what you were saying as well, where it's like these like steps that you take are all necessary milestones to get to exactly. that next stage. And exactly. you'll, you'll have the tools in that stage to get to the next stage. And I've just been following the roadsides like everybody else. Yeah, I'm like, man, you know exactly, what I mean? Like exactly. something's steering you in the right direction, then like I might as well go in that direction if I'm already turning that way. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like... Dude. Well, I used to be somebody who was very concerned about what my next steps were at or where I was in relation to other people. And it's oh, very that counter too. to the point person that I am today. That's true. And I need to take a page out of that book because I'm still very, very that, especially after this shit, man. It's, it's always just like, I don't know, man. It's just funny because like millionaires go broke too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And poor people, poor men get rich. And the exactly. snap of a finger. And it's all just like, you know, how what you do with it when you have it and what you truly value. Like, and it can't be money at the end of the day. Money come and go. You know, you, sure, can't, bro. you can't hardly control that. And like, to add on to what you just said there, man, sometimes I've had, or I've heard of stories where winning the lottery was the worst thing that happened in someone's life. And then sometimes going broke is the best thing that's happened in somebody's life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it saves them. Absolutely. And like, it's all and perspective. At the end of the day, we're all just living this life and playing the best hands with the cards we've been dealt. And, uh, you know, sometimes you need to shuffle. You know, I feel like I just got <laughs> a little shuffle right now. And I just got to take a step back, look at the cards that I got now and, uh, you know, go for, and just play, play the best hand I can. For real, That's man. Also, let, let's, take a, let's take a look at the cards real quick. What do we got for uh, music coming up? 
Well, I got this single dropping this Saturday. You know, the funny thing is, is that it happened on the, the accident happened on a Thursday. I had a music video book to shoot this Saturday yeah. for this single that's coming out this Saturday. So I was like, damn, that's not going to work out. But you know what? It's <laughs> like, man, I, I stay recording music. So it won't be the last good song I fucking record. So I was just yeah. like, you know what? Good music should be heard. I'm going to put this shit out anyways. So, uh, what, what's the date? 20. Damn, I want to say that. What's the Saturday? This Saturday. It's the 19th. You said the 19th. Yeah. It's the 19th. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 19th. Uh, properly seasoned. Just doing a little uh, single with my man, Audio Butter. Super mm-hmm. excited to work mm-hmm. with him. He's super, 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 super talented producer, man. Like, this dude's like an actual machine. It's insane. Uh, we're still thinking about doing a music video for it, though. If we're going to be honest, man, I don't want to say too, too much because it was just like an idea I had stoned over a spliff. <laughs> but I think it would be super duper funny to just like explain that the music video was going to be shot for the release of the song, say that I had an injury at work, and then just film the music video with me on crutches or something. I think that would be the funniest <laughs> thing in the world, like space stage, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, don't stamp it. Don't fuck up with a chainsaw. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, that's definitely the worst. But um, what else is exciting is I've been working very closely with. Uh, artist development agency called karma management and Ooh. i've uh, sort of become an uh I, I don't know what the word is sort of a in- integral member of this of this group and uh helping them basically turn what talent they have into a business and uh, i've been really focusing on that with all this downtime because most of it's just like at home on my laptop work anyways right but uh we, we offer you know social media services advertising services graphic design uh beats and production songwriting um, artist management and A and R and publishing, uh, and this is what we're doing, man. Is we're just trying to to build this up and uh, start promoting it and uh, take it. Pu- I mean, we're already a public company. We are, we're working with clients and this and that, but uh, we're really gonna press the go button with the promotional stuff uh, very soon. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely very very exciting, man. That's uh, awesome. New, man. new management situation. Uh, Toronto, Toronto. Mm-hmm. But is is all operations gonna be handled online, or is it gonna be fairly inner city based? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, we're trying to be international. Like, we're already working with hey. Airlines as well. Like, yeah. of course, it's like Canada based right now. And, uh, but I mean, like, like I said, like, I guess, uh, online, like, we can work internationally for sure. And as soon as COVID shit opens up again, we're going to be doing shows locally. So, you know, sort of best of both worlds. Like, it's definitely, uh, you know, our whole thing is that we're sort of a, uh, uh, artist development agency that's for the artist by the artist. Cause, you know, other than the CEO herself, like, we're all artists as well. And people just trying to make it work. And, you know, we said, you know, people in our group or whatever have training and skills that a lot of these artists have to come up don't. So we're just like fully built and branded off honesty, transparency, and, uh, you know, the fact that we want to give you the tools to be successful yourself as opposed to get you to pay us to do it for you every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's more like kind of like a collaborative effort and like a almost like a training. Like you're, you're not necessarily yeah, selling yeah, you training, can say, it's almost like you coaching. Can say training. You, yes, exactly. Coaching is definitely the word for it. But we also provide like, uh, what's the word, tangible services as well. Like we'll do yeah, logo yeah. designs, we'll sell B-packs. Uh, Absolutely. You know, do the Instagram promo and things like that. So Yeah, that's very cool, man. I love yeah, that. How, how long has Karma Management been around? Oh, a long time, long time before me. I couldn't even accurately answer that question. But, uh, you know, we've been seriously like starting to sort of push the go button and help organize and coordinate everything for maybe a year now, if that, like six months. We're like yeah. six months. Well, with COVID restrictions being uh, coming up, being loosened, man, most of the population being vaccinated, it's an open playing field, you know? It's I a, feel like we're around the corner. You know, oh, absolutely. 
like I saw in the news today, what was it, like 200 new cases as opposed to the yeah. 3,000, 4,000 we were yeah, seeing today, yeah. like a month or two ago. So. Well, it's, it's no. got to be something really out of left field for it to kind of change course at this point. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. My mom was telling me about some Delta variant. I feel like every time I wake up, they got some new Delta, Zelta, <laughs> you know, Pro-X yeah, yeah. variant, man. It's just wild. Like, I don't know. Yeah, more contagious, more deadly. Who knows? But I don't fucking know, man. I'm I'm past that point of buying into it. It seems as though normality is coming to us, at least in my province, for sure, man. We're, we're well, couple... you know what? Ontario's been the worst place to be. Like, Doug Ford has yeah, just been yeah. an absolute wreck dealing with this. Like, we've been on lockdown way longer than most. For like, sure, we were, I was talking to one of our American clients with Carmen like a week ago, and they're like, You guys are open it in Canada? It's <laughs> like, my word, bro. It's insane. They're yeah. like, You know, Texas is 100% open. You know, they're doing like, a hundred thousand baseball fans in the Coliseum in Texas right now, right? <laughs> like, wow, bro. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's what it is. It's really hard to like kind of visualize it because it was so different based on what province you're in. But I've heard you guys got it the worst for sure. Oh, definitely, man. It was just like, although you're in Alberta. Alberta, yeah. I heard it was pretty wild there too, or maybe I'm mistaken. No, not really, dude. We like, I don't even know how long it's been. We've had the third wave restrictions were pretty strict lockdowns for like a month i think it was damn it didn't seem that bad we weren't we weren't like we didn't have any stay at home orders or anything yeah, like curfew or that. anything i thought somebody told me that it was all wild in alberta but i guess they were trip nah dude like the worst things that we had where you couldn't have like guests or you had to have like you could only hang out with your like close contacts stuff like that which nobody fucking enforced anyway. So exactly. Like, yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas and yeah. no, we were anyways. <laughs> no, exactly, dude. The only buddy people following it, I don't even know if anyone really follows all the rules there, but like it is what it is. But uh yeah, anyways, bro, we're going into our overtime here. Is there any any way you want to sign off on the podcast for? I know we said we were gonna do a halftime and stuff, but we kept her going for like half an hour or so. Well, listen, let me sign off very quick. I say yes, this every time. Every time we've done an interview, I say I want you to go on your favorite social media platform. That could be Facebook, that could be Instagram, that could be TikTok, that could be Snapchat, whatever. I want you to type in white boy scummy. That's you know how to spell white boy. I know you know how to spell white boy. <laughs> white boy S-C-U-M-M-Y. And then you're going to go on your favorite streaming platform. That could be Spotify, Apple Music, that could be DJ, that could be Audio Back Sound, or whatever. I want you to type in W-H-I-T-E-B-O-Y space C-U-M-M-Y. I want you to start listening to some of that because you're going to enjoy it. I already know. And then once you, if you have any trouble after you tried those two things, just go on Google. I want you to type in White Boy Scummy. I'm sure you will find me somewhere. And I hope you enjoy my music and I hope you follow and subscribe and like and all that groovy shit. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so Properly much for being season. here, season. Properly season comes out this coming Saturday, June 19th. Super excited for you guys to hear this one. Powered by Karma Management. Come fuck with Karma Management. That's uh, at K-A-R-M-A-M-G-T on Instagram. Uh, yeah, man. Much love. I appreciate you, bro. Much love, bro. I appreciate you so much. All right. Take care. Eh? All right. Take it easy, man. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. If you want to learn a little bit more about White Boy Scummy, go to www.reevolvemedia.com slash whiteboyscummy. And we are going to listen to another track by him. This one is called Properly Seasoned. Enjoy and take care. 
Run to the bank, I ain't laughing. Trying to deposit some cash, they go out of me. They trying to take it in taxes, gonna be your brand. It's your favorite fashion. I don't say shit, I'm just making it happen. I was a bum, you could say it was a has, but now we thank God when we raising our glasses. Okay. Raising our kids with the morals and manners. How I get goals when I roll on the phantom. Why you still talking? You supposed to be dancing. We finna turn on this poker cabanas. I don't know you, I know you, but I could. Though we can get hot for the night like a wood stove. I ain't got keys, I just hop in and push. Go up at that all of you. My vision is tinted, no symptom, we lady Them pretty girl pick me, they picky, they pick me up Big different with me, I'm with it, I'm with it You with them, they iffy, they piffers and sticky Legit, you kidding? I let them all up And they're whipping, they getting, they giddy and grinning I hit a buck fifty, we go Said she gonna leave, but she back though Said it's all good, bring it back though Made an entrance in the front huh. Now she wanna go through the back door Being country from the jump Pulled up in the back home I can show you where I come from I'ma bring it back home I'ma bring it back home. I'ma bring it back home. Just for old times' sake. I'ma bring it back home. She ain't coming back though. Trying not to beat up the backbone. Yeah, I'ma bring it back home. Okay. She hold on the side of a G string. Marks on her neck and they looking like beasting. I might just let the whole crash for the weekend. Watch how you move cause the crew undefeated. Gotta wear it or they don't believe it. Why my steak should be properly seasoned. Days I wasn't eating. I still ain't got used to the life. All these Jews in the ice. Okay. All these pieces from heights is all from the music I write. God gave me the tool to device. I'm so far gone, ain't a human in sight. The pool is about 102 Fahrenheit. There's room for so many more. You got that wifey material. What we could do in the night? I'm like, wow. Ooh, smooth in my right. Baby, don't answer. I'm cueing the lights. Like, wow. Said she gon' leave, but she back though. Said it's all good. Bring it back though. Made an entrance in the front. Huh. Press you on go through the back door. Being country from the jump. Pulled up in the back home. I can show you where I come from. Yo, I'ma bring it back home. I'ma bring it back home. I'ma bring it back home. Just for old times' sake. Huh. I'ma bring it back home. She ain't coming back though. Trying not to beat up the backbone. Yeah, I'ma bring it back home. I'ma bring it back home.